Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we'd get them out of there? By going up the waterfall? That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland. <laughs> Welcome back to Up the Waterfall with your hosts, Zana and Scott Otis, two adventurers sharing their love of Disney parks, story, and details with you. Whether you're a lifelong Disney fan or just discovered the parks, we invite you to join us up the waterfall and see where it takes us. Episode 53, Most Immersive Spaces in Disney Parks. So I thought of this topic uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I said previously that we <laughs> hoped to do this weekly. I think we've come to the determination that it, it's bi-weekly for now. For now. At least until I finish uh, my last couple of classes in school. And yeah. we'll see if our time allows to do more. I think it will, but I... But that also includes we'll us learning how to <laughs> do this ourselves. <laughs> I think we can do so that. So we'll, we'll figure all that out. But anyway... For now, you can expect them every other week, and hopefully we'll keep up with that. But I did think of this topic, and I checked, and I don't think we've done this exact thing previously. I think we've done most themed spaces or best uh, imagineering triumphs kind of stuff. Right. Best special effects, I guess, maybe. Um, so this... You know, everyone's got opinions on this thing, and I'm sure that the choices I'm going to share for my top whatever number we get to will be... 30? No. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to do extras because I figured we'd have some doubles. I think we're going to be able to redo this one a lot because this is a very deep topic. And what is it again? Because you actually haven't said what it is yet. I did. I said most immersive spaces in Disney parks but also not just limited to the parks. So Ooh. like All right. to use Disney's nomenclature, Disney parks, experiences, and products. I don't Deep think we're going to uh, talk about, well, they consider products like cruise line and stuff like that, but right. that's another it whole doesn't thing. doesn't exactly roll off the tongue, but I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm just not saying it has to be just confined to theme parks. Exactly. It could be resorts. It could be... Um, whatever, other things. But what I was going to say was that I'm sure my choices will be very commonplace and things that people think of when they think of very immersive spaces. But you, I think, are probably going to venture a little further out in your picks, as you usually do. You usually come up with obscure things. But you have the benefit of having been to uh, all except for Shanghai. Yeah. Of the international parks. So and what's have... actually interesting about this is when I made out my list, it was only Walt Disney World. I and know. so I'm, I'm scrambling a little I'm bit. shocked. Because, yeah, I mean, I usually think, well, let me just put in Disneyland because that's, that's my place. But, yeah, all of the other places worldwide, <laughs> yeah. So it'll, it will have a flair towards the international yeah. or the non-local. And as we'll I've said before, this go. is us not doing our extensive research that we used to do. If you <laughs> want to hear that kind of thing, we have so many former podcasts that you can listen oh to. And, and maybe in the future, we'll get back to that. Our hearts are, of course, in Disney history and, mm-hmm. you know, all mm-hmm. of that fun lore and facts and stories. But 
for now, we just want to do some fun stuff and keep you guys hopefully entertained. This is definitely a fun topic, and I'm excited. Yeah, so let's jump in. I'll go first since you are, as you said, scrambling. <laughs> and uh, my these are not really in any particular order. Uh, a lot of people that do top whatever lists will do, you know, from least to most and end with the number one pick. And I'm not doing that just because, eh. It could be random. Who, yeah. Who knows? Who cares? It'll <laughs> who cares? Who cares? Um, so my number one in no particular <laughs> order is Galaxy's Edge. That was on my list. Which, yeah, I, that's a pretty, um, you know, we talked about this a lot last episode, which was changes. Oh, yeah. And we talked about how Galaxy's Edge could have been so much more if it was perhaps uh, a familiar space that Star Wars fans knew and loved. But, you know, that aside, I think that the space itself is amazingly themed and immersive. So fully agree. Yeah. And I think especially when it first opened and they did the whole... Uh, story along with you know the cast members that were there with things like you know bathrooms were called refreshers and <laughs> uh, you had to say bright suns and it was off world and on yeah. world and you know what's, things what's like interesting that. Interesting is that I, I have not encountered that a lot no. uh, lately in in either Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Yeah, but that notwithstanding, it's still an incredibly immersive area. Yeah, and that was one of the first places where. I think the costumes really drew you in and you didn't feel like, oh, that's just a cast member. Like it actually felt like, oh, that's a person that could possibly live mm-hmm. here. That's right. And they all were supposed to have backstories, I think. Or maybe that was Pandora that they had no, they backstories. Had, I think they had that there too. But even just like the things such as the lighting fixtures yeah. or like, you know, the the refreshment uh the outdoor refreshment stands mm-hmm. you know the coke bottles for example all of that is you know the merchandise that they had everything. yeah the water bottles too yeah. that was and you know all of that is still there i think just mm-hmm. a lot of the insistence on story kind of fell by the wayside and they've also in an effort to keep it fresh and updated they've added in different um characters from various yeah. like the live action shows and whatnot, such as most recently Mandalorian uh, and, and Grogu. That's right. <laughs> uh, which, you know, then people are like, well, what is the timeline and where is, where are we supposed to be in the realm of Star Wars movies? And, you know, yeah, and that's for sticklers. Yeah. I uh, think that you go yeah. there and you forget, which is what we love to do. It forget yeah. that you're in a theme park and forget that you're in Orlando or Anaheim um, so I think it, it does its job well. I will tell you, though, um, I really like how in that land you can enter it through several different ways. Yes, and, and I know you love that in I Disneyland. And when we first went to the one at Disney World, it was a long time before I could finally enter it for the first time because of the blockout yeah. dates. And I finally went in, and it was just amazing. We kind of came in from, I guess, near the Muppets area. The Grand Avenue? Near Grand Avenue. And, you know, that whole thing that was chiseled into the rock and all that but mm-hmm. I, I like that but also especially at disneyland though coming in from the critter country area it's just so it, it the transition from the <clears throat> you know the old west 
area. Yeah, into and the then, un- outer space old west. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love all of the different transitions. There, yeah. So, and I think it really gets um, you into the to the whole area. Yeah. Very immersive. Which I didn't put uh, even Pandora on here. I totally forgot that Pandora existed when I was making my oh, list, yeah. and I just thought of it now. So <laughs> that's another one. Maybe you have that on your list. But um, since Pandora was added, which was that was before Galaxy's Edge, of course, they did so much with um, the background music, if you will, mm-hmm. or noises and things like yeah. that. Um, they did different scents in Pandora that they don't really have at Galaxy's Edge. But Although, I will say, when you're right around the Millennium Falcon area and you hear all of the spaceships worrying all about, even though you don't see them for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it, that actually is incredibly immersive. Yeah, that's how, what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they, Pandora started that and then Galaxy's Edge really yeah. took it to the next level. I do with, love that about that. And, you know, things like um, the details in the ground there was mm-hmm. you know the droid tracks and different animals and all sorts of things which that was of course started the first time with storybook circus yeah which i won't put on the list as most <laughs> immersive but it does have an incredible theming Absolutely. and detail and i think that's part of what makes galaxy's edge so fun and yeah i just i think the whole place and we really haven't hung out you haven't hung out much in ogas i've been there a few times no but I've that really dipped inside once or twice yeah i mean that really it. is a fun place too to further immerse you and forget yeah. that there's an outside world so yeah galaxy's edge that's a good one um i guess it's your turn let me go <laughs> ahead and just throw one out here that's going to be a, a nice one okay. because of you know this is the one that i really think of when I think of immersive areas, and that is, I'm going to go to Tokyo Disney Sea, <laughs> <laughs> which is to, what I expected from you, right? And uh, Mysterious Island. Mm. Oh my goodness! When you first walk into Tokyo Disney Sea, and you, you know, if you go past the aquasphere, and what's you go, the aquasphere, Scott? Well, that's the uh, <laughs> the big world, kind of their little uh, icon. That oh, kind of looks like the Universal, except it's an actual. Sm- the earth spinning oh. but it but it focuses on all the different seas and oh. water areas of the earth and how a good chunk of it is water but once you get past that right across mediterranean lagoon and harbor you see the big mount prometheus mm. and so, you know oftentimes it's you know billowing with smoke and maybe a fire will be coming out and you can kind of hear it gurgling and rumbling Wow. But uh, but once you go into the actual volcano or volcano Wait, you go from in the volcano from the uh, it's actually from several Jules Verne novels, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea with Volcania, as well as um, you know from Journey to the Center Journey of the Earth. Journey to the Center of the Earth, which you know both of those are actually attractions. And we talked about the Jules Verne oh, connections yeah. in our When Disney Met Jules Verne episode. That was a great Feel one. Feel free to listen to and watch that if you yeah. like. But anyway, and the, and the really cool thing about Mount Prometheus and, and Mysterious Island is being able to enter it from several different areas. And each one is completely different. And I'll tell you, this is the one land where I actually got, because um, I'm very spatially oriented. But when it came to this land, I would often kind of lose that. Wow. Um, and I would 
be confused like oh this entrance goes here and then i'd walk out and wait oh wait no it doesn't i'm completely off um which is very rare for me it is very rare for you (laughs) but i love that this does that but anyway there's so many really cool uh features within including the attractions which we mentioned um, journey to the center of the earth which is an amazing attraction there 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which is completely different than the old Walt Disney World version, but also just kind of the lagoon that they have out there with the Nautilus that hangs out in the lagoon and just all, you know, the music. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and the restaurants that they have there, it it's very reminiscent. I mean, a lot of people, they kind of use this, the word steampunk with that because hmm. there's a lot of Victorian, you know, um, metallic kind of things but I, I don't necessarily call it steampunk but uh, it does have a lot of you know it, it's a combination of the natural with the volcano mm-hmm. as well as the uh, the technological with um, all of these things um, and it's just incredibly immersive and I cannot wait to take you there for the first time <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a running theme in every yeah. podcast and show we do someday we'll get there uh, okay well I'm going to jump back in with my next pick, which is, speaking of restaurants, <laughs> uh, Space 220. Interesting. Which, I don't know if this, you know, I I could disqualify myself with this because it's not necessarily immersive unless you let it, like you can be like, oh, wow, we're going on an elevator 220 miles up and they have the elevator that you look down and you see how far you've come and stuff like that obviously if you're outside and you look up you don't see a restaurant (laughs) up there an elevator going up or anything like that and once you're in there you have the view of space and all of that stuff so it could be argued that it's uh just well themed and not so much immersive but i think they did a lot of fun details in there and i kind of wish that it was run by Disney because um, the food for me personally has been hit or miss because I'm vegan so there's like one option and (laughs) they're kind of figuring it out still but um, as far as the details and the journey to get up to the restaurant itself and your tables and view I think it's a fun immersive experience. Yeah and I think Disney's really good at that is if you allow yourself you know, yeah. to be immersed. <laughs> These are very immersive environments. And I think that's a good one. Well, let me think. Um, I think I'll stay in the foreign lands on this one <laughs> just because. And I'm going to say the entire, um, I actually don't know if this is correct. If it's, I was going to say Western, but um, I need to look at the actual overhead map because I'm not sure which direction it is. But the entire left half, if you will, of Tokyo Disneyland, which would include Adventureland and Frontierland and their version of Critter Country, which um, all together is kind of like the whole western half. Um, There's definitely a delineation between these lands on this side of the park versus um, Fantasyland and Tomorrowland and their version of Main Street on the other half. Um, There's a lot of um, essentially earthy kind of features hmm. um, a lot a lot more trees a lot more hills a lot more rivers and water features on this side that it really p- puts you in those kind of like adventure or western land kind of feels over there and 
I don't know, just that combined with their amazing attractions. They do have their version of Jungle Cruise, uh, Big Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, still the only Splash Mountain that exists, and um, also the the Beaver Brothers canoes mm. over there, and also their Western um, River Expedition train oh. over there, which kind of goes alongside the river over there. Wow. It's just an incredibly immersive land that it just kind of puts you in that, in a totally different kind of a mood. Uh, it's funny that you say that because I actually almost put on here and then I took it off, but I almost put like all of Disneyland because that's the way I feel. I don't have Tokyo <laughs> Disneyland to, you know, pull from, but I feel like Disneyland itself has so much more immersion and theming, even though a lot of the spaces are the same here. Of course, there's New Orleans Square and all that. It's yeah. just like a different feel yeah, to honestly, it. Honestly, this list can definitely include these same areas from Disneyland. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to keep on the restaurant thing. And I'll put two together because mine haven't been taking that long. <laughs> um, but Skipper Canteen and mm. also Be Our Guest Restaurant. I think those Ooh, are both very immersive experiences. Uh, when Be Our Guest opened in December of 2012, it was really like part of, you know, new fantasy land. And it was a whole different thing because nothing had ever been new in fantasy land <laughs> or really Magic Kingdom. I mean, a few things here and there, but it wasn't like this level. And we got to go to the Beast's Castle. And it, it wasn't on a level of like being exactly like from the movie but a lot of things were like from the movie and you mm -hmm. know you got to see the chandeliers um you got to see the uh west wing so to speak yeah. part of it anyway and when you go inside it really you originally i think it's changed a bit since then but when it first opened they took you through the uh suits of armor room that little hallway mm -hmm. That's right. and they were like snoring and talking <laughs> to each other and because they were enchanted and it was just like really cool and that brought you in to um start the experience and then once you were seated then it was just like a whole other world and it wasn't like you were in the middle of magic kingdom anymore so i really enjoyed i haven't been there in quite some time um it's been a few years i guess yeah, but since that time that we were there after the park yeah closed. our dining reservation was literally like when the park was closing it was so like 30 then, minutes after the yeah park closed, so, so then when we were awesome. done we were like literally the last people in the park yeah, that was fantastic it was very fun and it was cold in january or something but um skipper canteen not as immersive because you're just it's more casual i think but it still has an amazing level of theming oh very much and there's so many things to look at and the servers uh really play the part for mm -hmm. the most part you can get you know some that do it better than <laughs> others just like on the jungle cruise when your skipper is um can be a dud sometimes no. <laughs> but most of them we've had there have been really great and it really kind of you know makes you feel like you really are in the skipper canteen mm -hmm. and they have really good food there too oh, yeah. so it's, it's good to be a skipper very good um so yeah that's the extent of my restaurants for yeah, the most a part good, good so. picks <laughs> all right well my next one is actually here at walt disney world maybe this might be on your list but Ooh. i'm gonna say 
Disney's Wilderness Lodge. Wow. No, it is not on my list. This is my absolute all-time favorite resort here at Walt Disney World. Yeah. Uh, Once you step into that amazing lobby, or not not the lobby, but the, uh, you know, the open area. That's a lobby. That's the lobby. It seems too (laughs) grand and and huge to be considered a lobby, but I guess so. But anyway, just with the sweeping epic uh, music that's mm-hmm. that's playing in the background and just the amazing scenery, looking up like seven stories of a lot of wood and uh, you know totem poles and the and the yeah. big uh, fireplace that goes up seven floors and the smells the from the restaurants. Oh my goodness! And yeah, you're just hearing the rollicking craziness of the uh, of that restaurant right there and just all of it put together plus you know the uh, the steam um, what, geyser the, uh, the geyser at the end but also just the even the bubbling yeah right uh, in the lobby right there in the lobby that forms the river that flows out and then all the way into the pool and all the way to Bay Lake <laughs> all of it put together is to me yeah that takes me out to the you know into the Yellowstone and the Pacific Northwest areas mm-hmm. of the great national parks of the American West, and I absolutely am on board for it all. Yeah, I think we've definitely talked about how much we love that resort in the past. Not sure which episode, but it is a good one. And oh, yeah. if I could live in any resort, it would probably be that one. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, that one really takes me inside, and I yeah. love that. I almost put the Polynesian on mine for the same, Hmm. like, we don't even really, we're not like Polynesian people, we don't stay there ever really, but I think that it does put you in a different place. Mm -hmm. Um, I agree. It's kind of like very relaxing wherever you go, and you can explore the grounds similarly to Wilderness Lodge. Whereas if you're at Beach Club, which we love Beach Club, I love Beach Club. We love the oh, r- yeah. the pool area and stuff like that, but it's still very hotel-y. You know, it's right. very like, this is the lobby that you can see the rooms kind of thing. I would lump in one other uh, Walt Disney World resort into kind of an immersive area, and that's Fort Wilderness. Well, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's getting a little, slightly a little bit less authentic when <laughs> with the redo of their stable area and the, yeah, and the closing they're of, uh, gentrifying the cabins end. as well so yeah but it's still kind of like the last yeah, I mean, great it, bastion of old walt disney world i, I think a lot of the resorts that we like the most are the ones that you could spend your whole time at the resort and not yeah even have any interest in going to the parks that's right. and i know we take that for granted because we're local but that's like my ideal time it's just to have like i think a you could probably time. add animal kingdom lodge to that yeah definitely too. i love that one as well uh okay well that wasn't really my answer i was just telling you that i no, almost I put polynesian on there <laughs> so my next one is actually going to be tower of terror Ooh, I like this. Which I'm sure you can chime in with the um, Tokyo Disney Sea version, but I'm talking specifically about the Walt Disney World version in Hollywood Studios. Absolutely, um, and that, that's the original. Yeah, and still the best because they have that fourth dimension and all of that fun stuff. But I think from the beginning, just <clears throat> the hotel itself and the fact that they gave it a storyline mm-hmm. and it wasn't just a thrill ride. 
it really does immerse you in it. I don't even go on the ride because I don't <laughs> enjoy the up and down thing a lot. I think you can count on one hand the amount of times you've been on that ride. I definitely can. I think it's only three in wow. my entire life. And it has not been ever since they added the multiple times. And I've been on it dozens and dozens, like, if not hundreds I've of only times. been on the you go down one time and that's it. It's wow. not like an up and that's why I haven't been back on is because I don't know how many times I can handle. <laughs> anyway, someday maybe I'll do it. I don't know. We'll but see. <laughs> I do still love the tower itself and the uh, cast members costumes and even just the shop at the end, which I spend a lot of time in when I'm waiting for people to ride and um, meet them when they get off. But just like all the details and everything, it really does pull you out of theme park and put you into that storyline, that time period, mm-hmm. and all of that fun stuff. But if you want to talk about the Japan one, feel free. Well, um, let me first just mention about the Walt Disney World version. I mean, it, it even starts quite earlier than before you get even get into the lobby of the hotel, you know, going through the queue outside with the old kind of like beat oh, yeah. up gardens. And back mm-hmm. when they used to like put like mist Mm-hmm. In, from the sprinklers, but also sm- little smoke <laughs> effects. Yeah, it was very mysterious. But they, even just kind of seeing it from awe, from down the end of Sunset Boulevard, and mm-hmm. just kind of seeing it loom there at the end of the way as a dark, mysterious, yeah, unknown hotel. <laughs> That's a good one. No, and then okay, well, for my next one, I'm actually going to stay in Walt Disney World. Wow, of all places. And I'm going to say Disney's water parks. Uh-oh. That's I... two on my list, but that's fine because I'm already up to like <laughs> five, so and I could be done. For, it's very difficult for me to, to choose which one is more immersive, but I think they both are in just different ways. And, you know, Typhoon Lagoon certainly is it's that's the original of the two when it opened in 1989. But, I mean, it essentially typhoon kind of ripped through the place and then it kind of created all of these uh, adventure areas and, and waterfalls and slides <laughs> and things and yeah. and the waveful all of you know even just the, the names of which are so incredibly yes. creative but just all of it uh, is I think themed incredibly well and very immersive in that way but then Blizzard Beach is kind of the opposite in that you know a, a a freak blizzard came through <laughs> and it created all of these snowy areas. And then of course they all started to melt, which then, you know, they thought, okay, let's kind of, we, we were turning this into a ski resort, but now all of this <laughs> stuff is melting. So let's make a water park out of it. And I think that's, uh, both of them are incredibly yeah. very well done and uh, very immersive in, in their own ways. And especially like at Blizzard Beach, how they, in certain places, uh, they actually include ice water that you don't know that uh, may come upon you uh, sneakily. What? What do you mean? Like melting ice snow water oh. that might drip on you in certain areas. Wow! <laughs> Just to keep the uh, the theming <laughs> and to keep you on your toes. Yes, I I had both of those on my list because I agree that they're. Super fun. I love a good Disney story. That's, you know, part of why we're here is because we love that kind of thing. And both of them have great backstories. Uh, I love all of, you know, the puns and the (laughs) funny names for things. And it really, 
they don't have a lazy river and they don't have like a, a racing uh water slide they have specific named like things cross and country like, creek and right. castaway creek yeah and uh i just i love that you're in a different place when you're there and blizzard beach i think further added to it by adding the winter summerland mini yes. golf at the front of it um for just that added extra fun mm-hmm. and you know keeping the theming going there very good so is it my turn or your it turn? It actually now? is your turn. Oh, okay. I, I came up with oh, these yeah, water the, parks. Okay. Uh, let's see. What's going to be next on my list? Well, I will say I said I was done with restaurants, but I do want to throw this one out there. I think that the Trader Sam's um, oh, yes. Enchanted Tiki Bar and Grog Grotto, depending on what coast you're on, are very fun and themed environments. I think because I think maybe Grog Grotto is a little bit more immersive because Mm. it's completely dark and there's no windows in there. Um, I guess Enchanted Tiki Bar might have no windows either. Yeah, there's no windows. Yeah, because they have those fun... It just seems like bigger on that... I guess ours is bigger. I don't know. I didn't really think this through. (laughs) The one here at Disney World is bigger. Is bigger? Okay, well, I feel like we have more detail and things like that and it's darker to me inside so it felt like more immersive but they both are very immersive spaces um they have fun experiences if you order certain drinks that are still going on to this day and um yeah i think they're just a really fun way to carry on the you know traditional tiki bar experience that started on the west coast i believe i don't know haven't done too much tiki research in the past but um yeah it's like the disney version version wow let me say that one again (laughs) it's like the disney version of a trader vix or something like that so yeah i just think those are very immersive places you definitely feel like you're part of the enchanted tiki room trader sam's family when you go in there and and get a drink and uh have a fun experience What's next on your list? Well, what's next on my list? I'm actually going to go out uh, to Disneyland, to California Adventure, and I'm actually going to put in Cars Land. <gasps> I forgot Cars Land existed, much like How I forgot Pandora existed. These are such big, immersive areas. Interesting. And this one is uh, very well done because it really puts you inside the movie Cars. Not only um, with all of the characters and, and the settings, but like everything's all lined up perfectly just like it is in the movie. And it's so very well, incredibly done, um, especially with the giant backdrop of, you know, the, the, the mountain range with the Cadillacs and all that. Mm-hmm. Cadillac and Mountain, I think, is what it's called. I don't know. Ridge? Cadillac Ridge? Who I, knows? Something Someone like does. that, yeah. But then also just the whole town center with, you know, where Flo's V8 Cafe is. And Do you feel like a car when you're there? Well, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe <laughs> I should. I, I still haven't really embraced that whole thing, like, about the, you know, the the reality of yeah. you know, Cars Land. Because I, it's It's too much to think to about. Right. It, it makes really your brain is. hurt. But I will give you, it's incredibly themed and immersive, yes. I really think so. And I think they've done an incredible job. And it's so big and expansive. And it has one of the best rides in, uh, in the entire park. 
But then even just when you go over to the area that will soon become San Francisco oh, yeah. and come in from that way, that's still like the best uh, kind of the entrance yeah. to that way. Especially because, at night. Yeah, it's just lit so beautifully and you can hear the roaring, uh, you know, the, the cars that are uh, racing past uh, and it really just kind of takes you to the great, Amer- you know, great American West Route 66 kind of a, a feel. And yeah, I absolutely love that. Yeah. And the fact that they have Flo's V8 Cafe and it has the fun 50s music and they do that dusk, you know, oh, yeah. like when the music comes on and they do the shaboom and thing. Turn or whatever. all that neon on. Yeah. Very fun. I will agree. Um, yeah. In that same vein, I'm going to, these are my last two I'm going to combine because I'm just going to touch very briefly on Toontown because we talked a lot about that last time. Um, But I think that's a very fun, immersive space in Disneyland. Um, Are there any other Toontowns anywhere else or just that one? uh, There's one in Tokyo. And I guess the one here is no longer. No, it is no longer. It's new fantasy land slash storybook circus land pete silly sideshow and all that yeah uh okay so then i'm gonna throw in toy story land here (gasps) yes which granted has some things that i think could be improved upon a lot because there's not a lot of um seating and shade and things like that but for the details itself of the park uh i think it's very immersive it definitely makes you feel like you were small for the most part, um, if you look on the ground, you can see Andy's giant footprints and, you know, all sorts of little details like that where you feel like you are shrunk to the size of a toy. And I think um, Woody's Roundup Barbecue, is it Woody's Roundup? I think it's just Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. Sorry. They changed the name it's at some point. It's where all the good foods are. Roundup Rodeo Barbecue <laughs> is has added to that experience. I think the lighting is kind of weird in there because there's like no windows and, and stuff like that, but it does feel like you're in, you know, a shoebox that Andy created basically out of like little cards and, you know, things that that. way. It's very immersive. Yeah. Essentially puts you down to the size of a toy and storyline that happens sort of in there where, you know, Andy might be coming (laughs) and you have to freeze and that whole thing. So that's going to wrap up my picks, but I'm happy to comment on whatever else you have. Well, (laughs) let me just throw in my last one. Okay. And I'm actually going to stay in Disney California Adventure Whoa. and uh, throw in Buena Vista Street. Hmm, interesting. to the park. Yeah, that was a big, um, all of this was a big redo with the park. You know, they call it DCA, what, 2.0 or whatever, Mm -hmm. with that huge redo that took place from you know back in the early 2010s and they really completely redid the opening of that park and they made it into Buena Vista Street which is basically kind of like the street that Walt would have walked down when he moved out west to California to start his studio and with the addition of the uh, the the red car trolley, yeah, and all of that, and uh, and all of the things that they did within the shops, even just the addition of the Starbucks and <laughs> the fiddler, the Pfeiffer, and the yes, Pfeiffer fiddler and practical, practical cafe pig cafe. Uh, does it have the word pig? It in does it? not it have does. the word pig, but it's their home. It's to make people that don't know 
<laughs> have to figure it out. Yeah, but if the, you know, they, you know. The interior of all the shops is, is so very well themed. You know, Oswald's. Yeah. At the at the. And the window the displays street. too. Oh yeah. Are all even though they will throw in some current merchandise in there, but for of the course. most part, it's very you know time period themed, and I love yeah. that. But then that with the Carthay Circle Theater area with the restaurant and then that whole circle area where they oftentimes have entertainment with the five and dine Mm -hmm. and then, you know, the the crazy newsboys (laughs) doing their thing. (laughs) No, the newsboys are no more. (laughs) Ah, that's too bad. Yes. That was a fun show. No more suitcase or (laughs) dreams allowed. Well, I tell you what, though, there is a suitcase and a dream in that circle. And that's that's the Walt statue that's right there, which is another great nod to that time period. What is that statue called? Oh, Storytellers. Right. I thought of it. Very good. (laughs) So, yeah. To me, that takes me back. Yeah, no, uh, I love Buena Vista Street. That's a a good point. Old Hollywood. And it really, you know... A lot of these kind of things, when you walk into a park, you may take for granted the walking in because you're trying to get somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And you may just think like, oh, that's the stores or whatever. But I think that and Main Street USA and Hollywood Studios yeah. have great, you know, and especially you know, like Main Street because like that. that was, you know, the OG. That's yeah. the, the original opening of any park and they've done such a great job with that and they've only expanded upon it and just kind of made that even better over the years yes yeah well uh did you want to say anything else about pandora or no we kind of touched on it a little Uh, just that i really enjoy that area and that takes me it takes me into that uh the world does it make you feel like you're in the movie not the movie itself (laughs) it's essentially the setting Mm. that the movie shared with it but like even like within the queue of Flight of Passage, there's a lot going on in there too. Oh yeah, that's um, true. And so to me, that's incredibly immersive. And it's you know, oftentimes it's a very long line, and so you're in there for a little bit. But going through all the those different settings, to me, yeah, that's very immersive too. Yeah, I do love that most of the areas there have some sort of story to them, whether it's this is existing as part of the land already or this was taken over by the rda people yeah. and now it's taken back and become an educational type thing or nature's or nature's taken over taking yeah over. in the queue of flight of passage i yeah. love that part i mean when that first opened i really really loved that queue um i don't go there as often as i should but yeah we should go back yeah. more often we even though i'm not a huge <laughs> even though i'm not a huge uh, Avatar fan, I appreciate the land for what it is. And that's the thing. I don't think you have to be a huge yeah. fan of that movie or or that those that's set of true. movies to be I a do big wonder fan of that, uh, that land. Where it's going to end up in Disneyland. Yeah, that's a big question mark. Who knows? Mm. I'm afraid. I don't want anything in Disneyland to be ruined. No, not at all. But on that note, <laughs> <laughs> let us know your favorite immersive places if we've missed one or. If oh, I mean, there's so many. I'm sure we absolutely missed. Yeah. Them, so, and it's open to interpretation whether you feel immersed or not. Of course. Of course. Uh, you kind of have to let your imagination take over and ignore the crowds and the heat and. Yeah, <laughs> that often kind of kind of. Tr- Tugs at you and yeah. says, well, hey, look at me over here instead. Exactly. That's but why I love indoor cues yeah. and things like that. Those are always fun. All 
All right. Well, thank you again for joining us on this episode of Up the Waterfall. If you haven't already, uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and hit the notification bell, if that's what it is. I don't know. It's different places that people listen to podcasts. So just so you know, when we do upload a new one, we try to do, like I said, uh, every other Tuesday. But hopefully we'll get to weekly at some point and maybe some live shows down the road. And if you haven't given us a rating or a review, feel free to do that, too, to get the word out and uh, share with your friends. That's the thing. We just want you to share. We want more people (laughs) to listen to this. It's such a a fun time that we're having. We just want more people (laughs) to enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this immersive episode of Up the Waterfall. And we'll see you next time. Bye now.